Здравствуйте, мои дорогие! Сегодня мы поговорим о России и Санкт-Петербурге. Спасибо. Yeah! <laughs> Do you remember the other word you learned? Пожалуйста. Yeah, good job. <laughs> I don't remember which one is thank you and which one is please. <laughs> But yeah, today we are talking about Russia. Yay! Specifically St. Petersburg. Did I ever tell you about the couple that I saw walking down the streets of St. Petersburg? Uh, was it us? No, okay. it wasn't. It <laughs> no. was a Russian couple. No. A Russian married couple. And they're walking down the street, and they suddenly start to feel some precipitation on their heads. Okay. And uh, the husband says, I think it's raining. And the wife says, no, it's, that's snow. It's snowing. And, and uh, they're about to get into a big argument when they see down the street from them a high-ranking Communist Party official. Okay. And they say, oh, let's, let's ask him. He'll, he'll for sure know uh, what, if it's either raining or snowing. And so they go up to him and they say, Comrade Rudolph, is it raining or snowing? And he says, it's most definitely raining. And as they walk away, the wife says, I still think it's snowing. And the husband says, Rudolph the Red knows rain, dear. Oh, that was... <laughs> it's not even Christmas! <laughs> still funny, though. Yep. <laughs> Let's go, Lundbergs. We have the world to see with your hosts, Mike and Haley. For travel advice you've never heard, Let's go, Lundbergs. Okay, so last reminder, our giveaway ends tomorrow. We've got some really great prizes, and um, go enter if you haven't. Yeah, we're really excited, so please go enter. And win, because we can't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, as we said at the beginning of the episode, though, we are talking about St. Petersburg today. Yay! Which is very near and dear to my heart. St. <laughs> Petersburg is the unsung, beautiful city of Europe. Even though Haley sometimes doesn't think it's in Europe, it is. <laughs> it's, it's in Europe, I guess. Yeah. I mean, it's not in Asia, so it's got to be in Europe, right? Russia's just confusing because it's yes, Europe it is. and Asia. The enigma of Russia. We could do a whole series of podcasts on Russia. And I will go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Mike's starting his own show called yeah. This Is All About Russia. <laughs> well... It's funny you should say Russia's confusing, though, and whether it's in Europe or in Asia, because that is kind of what St. Petersburg is all about. And this wasn't a planned and transition. And that was not a planned. <laughs> this is like a real legit thing. But yeah, so up until um, around the 1700s, early, well, early 1700s, late 1600s, Russia was considered this... Um, country on the frontier with a bunch of backwoods yokels that weren't really <laughs> accepted in European society. And all of that was changed by a guy named... Peter? Yeah. Okay. Peter the Great. <laughs> Peter the Great is the answer to every question about St. Petersburg. <laughs> <laughs> he is... Peter the Great is to St. Petersburg what Benjamin Franklin is to Philadelphia, basically. Oh. Okay. He, uh, he was the... Czar of Russia, and in the early 1700s, uh, he basically decided he wanted to build a new capital for Russia uh, up on the Gulf of Finland. St. Petersburg is up in the very northwest corner of Russia, 
and he wanted to make Russia more European. The entire, uh, the big problem with Russia is, was always the idea of, are we going to lean more European or more Asian? And, and uh, Peter the Great decided, you know what, weird, I'm going all in on Europe. <laughs> you know, he went and uh, did a tour of Europe and learned how the Europeans did things with building cities, and he particularly loved uh, uh, the Netherlands and Amsterdam, and he wanted St. Petersburg to be like Amsterdam with canals, and he wanted uh, the Russia, Russia to have a powerful navy like the Netherlands, and um, basically just be a lot like the Dutch. And I never even really knew anything about St. Petersburg. I had any desire to go there until I actually lived there. <laughs> <laughs> I lived there for two years. I think Haley would agree that St. Petersburg is probably never on her radar. Nope. If, if I hadn't married somebody who was so... Um, well, who had lived in St. Petersburg and who was so excited about Russia in general and, you know, speaks Russian. Russia was not on my list of places to see in my life, um, but I'm totally glad we did. And that was really, that was kind of the first, I mean, that was the first trip that, big trip that we took um, after we got married. Yeah, other than our honeymoon. Under the, yeah, other than our honeymoon. <laughs> but um, yeah, and it was so awesome, so worth it. Um, really great place, really good time. Yeah. Really fun. And one nice thing about Russia that I didn't really think about when we were, you know, booking the trip um, is that it is, especially for those listeners who would like to travel internationally on a budget, Russia is an awesome place to go because your dollar, um, if you're in the United States or if you're in Canada, um, the Canadian dollar too is really strong there. The ruble is like dirt cheap compared to, compared to our, um, money here. Your money goes so far. It, I mean, we, so we took the Metro everywhere. It's, it's a very easy city to get around if you can navigate a, a Metro system. Um, and it was like 20 cents one way for a ticket. Yeah. It was unbelievably cheap. We had a, a layover in San Francisco on our way back. And to get from the airport into the city was like $15 one Each. way. And we were like, <laughs> what are we doing here? Like, <laughs> this is crazy. We've just been paying pennies to ride on the metro in St. Petersburg. And now we're like... Now, now we're on the BART having to take out a loan yeah, was, to get to Fisherman's Wharf. It was crazy. But um, yeah, so if you're looking to travel somewhere um, and you have really limited funds, Russia is an awesome place to consider because your, your money just goes so far. Um, one other thing to think about when you're there, and this is kind of on the flip side, um, visas, unfortunately, are expensive. Um, tourist visas. That was one, maybe, I can't remember exactly, but our visas might've been more expensive than our flight over there. I think they were. Um, and granted we found an insane deal on a flight, but mm. it was definitely, if not the most expensive thing, it was the second most expensive thing we, um, paid for. Yeah. The hardest part about going to Russia is the visas. You want to make sure you're planning ahead for that if yeah. you're wanting to go. Yeah. Um, don't don't try to book a trip to Russia for like next month because you probably wouldn't be able to get a visa in time. And you just plan that plan that into your travel. Totally. Um, and then another thing you can also do 
like I said, the ruble goes really far. But one thing that we learned when we were over there is for some of the big, um, not attractions, but um, big sightseeing opportunities, you can they do have combined tickets. So it's not as nice as the Paris Museum Pass where, you know, there was upwards of 20 different museums and you just pay for one pass. This was like you pay one fee and I think it got you into four of the main cathedrals, which is still pretty good. Um, but it also, on the other side, wasn't, it's not as crowded as Paris. So it wasn't like, even if we had to wait in a line, it wasn't like we were waiting in a line for three hours. It was like we were waiting behind two other people to get into this cathedral. Um, and so if you're, if you're not able to combine your tickets or if that, if it doesn't work out for you to do that, um, don't be worried if you can't get your tickets ahead of time. Mm -hmm. There's lots of cool things to see in St. Petersburg. Yeah. Uh, we have, we had a lot of favorite places we went to. Uh, I mean, first within the city, I think one of the first stops almost anyone makes that you definitely want to see and not miss is the Hermitage Museum. Mm -hmm. It is um, housed mainly, it's, it's actually in five different buildings, but the main building is the old Winter Palace, which was like the headquarters of where the Tsar and his family lived. It was like where court was established. Um, it's right in the center of St. Petersburg. It's this big green palace. You can't miss it. You can't miss it. <laughs> um, the thing about our trip to St. Petersburg is everything for Haley was a connection to Anastasia in some way. <laughs> So yes, this is where like the big ballroom scene in Anastasia is. And we have a picture that I'll try to post um, on the show notes, but we have a picture of us pretending to dance in that ballroom. And it was one of the best moments of my life. She loved it. I wish that I had been wearing a big fancy ball gown, but <laughs> alas, I was not. Such was not the case. <laughs> but yeah, the... So it is now a museum, an art museum, and it's actually the third largest art museum in the world after the Louvre and the British Museum. It has the largest collection of Rembrandts outside of uh, the Netherlands. It has uh, works by da Vinci and Michel Michelangelo and Raphael, uh, Matisse, a lot of Impressionist painters. Uh, all around, it's, it's a great museum. You could spend so much time there. Also in the neighborhood right by the Hermitage is St. Isaac's Cathedral. Mm -hmm. uh, has this uh, cool Romanesque style. You can uh, tour the cathedral and also walk up to the uh, rotunda and get, get a great view of St. Petersburg mm -hmm. from up there. Yeah, And that was one place where we were able to combine our tickets with um, St. Isaac's Cathedral and the Savior on the Spilled Blood Cathedral, which mm -hmm. is um, really iconic. It's got the Russian onions on yeah. top. My mom calls it the small world church. She thinks it looks like it's a small world. <laughs> it's it's what you would think of a Russian cathedral. Yeah, it's it's very similar to St. Basil's Cathedral in Moscow. It's in architectural style, the domes and everything. And the colorful. Yeah, yeah. the colors. Uh, the Peter and Paul Fortress in St. Petersburg is also great. The wax statues there <laughs> are uh, gems. If I hope that they're there forever. Yeah, oh, I hope so too. <laughs> Um, they also, that's where, um, there are a lot of, it's, that fortress has a big history of keeping all of Russia's early political prisoners. So both <laughs> under the czar and under the communists, that's where you were making trouble with the government. That's where you got sent, including some famous writers. And, uh, also there is the Peter and Paul cathedral where all the czars are buried, including, including Anastasia, Anastasia and her family. It was really confirmed sad. by DNA evidence. 
It was real <laughs> and it was sad. Yeah, Haley was very sad. But it was a beautiful cathedral. Yeah. <laughs> so those are, those are just some of the big things in the center, um, close to the very middle of the city. Uh, if you want to get outside of the city, one place we highly recommend is Peterhof. Yeah. Which is a kind of like a summer type home for uh, the Tsar and his family. It was another palace that Peter built. And it was actually modeled after Versailles. He was trying to copy the French and say, you know what, we're just as cool and as opulent as them. <laughs> Having been to Versailles, Haley disagrees with me on this, I think, but I like Peterhof better. I think Peterhof is a better version of Versailles. But he's not biased at all. I'm not. The fountains are way better. Those gold fountains <laughs> the of fountains, Peterhof the fountains are, really are incredible. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> there are great uh, food options in St. Petersburg. And I've just got to say, Haley knows what I'm going to say first off. You've got to be brave. Get a street shawarma or a, how do you, how do they say it? Shawarma? In, yeah, shawarma. I, I say it shawarma because that's how the Russians say it. I had never heard of it before I went there, but I mean, it's just, you probably know what it is, but just you know, this meat on a slab on a stick that they spin around and they just slice off the meat and they put it in a pita and they have this, uh, is it, it's a, I can't say the name of the sauce. What's it called? The Greek sauce. Yeah. Yeah. Like tzatziki or yeah. something like that sauce. That's just delicious. It's sim the meat is similar to like, I mean, it might not be the same animal, but same cooking style as like tacos al pastor where they just cut it off a big spit. Yeah, and I think it's lamb, oh, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. But it's delicious. Definitely definitely worth your time and money because they're dirt cheap. Yeah, and, you know, it, yeah, it's probably under a dollar. Yeah, really good. <laughs> and they're pretty filling. Really good. Um, in restaurants, definitely order the borscht. Try it. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> you like borscht. Um, I like it. So Russia is all about dill. Yeah. I have a hard time with dill. When I make it, I don't put dill on, yeah, dill on it. Yeah, that's true. But uh, yeah, if, if you can find, I don't know how you would do this, but if you, would, if you could find a borscht that doesn't have a ton amount of <laughs> dill in it, I mean, you should try it regardless. It's, it's worth trying. Borscht is good. Pelmeni is good. Pelmeni is very good. Mm -hmm. It's like a, Pelmeni is like a, kind of like a dumpling. Mm -hmm. Is that the way you describe yeah. it? Yeah. Uh -huh. It's like a dumpling that's a little uh, ravioli. Yeah, and they'll eat it with <laughs> sour cream. A lot of them will put dill on it as well. But yeah. I mean, most of the time you just get it with sour cream. And uh, I think I made it for us while we were there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, well, I made like the frozen kind. I yeah. didn't <laughs> do it homemade. Yeah. Because we had like an apartment we stayed in while yeah. we were in St. Petersburg. We booked that through TripAdvisor and um, it was great. It, it was, was really, really good. nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then. I don't know, what are, what are some places we ate that you liked? Teramok. Teramok, yeah. Teramok is great. It's, um, basically it's Russia's answer to French crepes. They're essentially <laughs> crepes, but in, in uh, Russia they call them blini. And you can get them with, like, Nutella and banana, or you can get, they have savory ones as well with, like, the one that I really like has lamb in it. Mm -hmm. um, you can tell I'm big on the lamb. Um, one thing I would recommend not getting at the Teramok, though... <laughs> Is the, what, how, what was it, it called? Was, like an Italian yeah, one? Italian I was like, ooh, an, an Italian one. I was like, that's going to be great. It's probably going to have like tomato sauce and sausage. And actually, that's what it said on the menu is like tomato sauce and sausage and mozzarella cheese. And I got really excited about it. Because it sounds like a pizza. Yeah, it sounds like a pizza. Pizza um, crepe. <laughs> and then I ordered it and I like cut into it and took a bite. And it was ketchup and hot dog. And mozzarella cheese. And mozzarella cheese. I was so disappointed. <laughs> I didn't even eat any more of it. I took one bite and I was like, 
this is the worst mistake yeah. I ever made. So <laughs> don't get that at Terra Milk. Yeah. <laughs> but everything, I, I think I had one with like spinach and chicken and, mm-hmm. um, and it was good. They, yeah. Easy again, really cheap. They're everywhere. Yeah. Um, some other places we went to, we went to the idiot. Oh yeah. Which was, uh, <laughs> Hope, that was cool because it was decorated like a 19th century Russian writer's um, mm-hmm. apartment. Yeah, that was fun. The, mm-hmm. Just the ambiance there was fun. Probably my one of my favorite places we ate was at the Singer Cafe mm-hmm. right across the street from... From uh, Kazansky, the Kazansky yeah. Cathedral? Yeah. There's a big Singer sign um, right as you get off the metro at Nevsky Prospect. Yeah, it's a, it's a giant bookstore. It used to be the Singer Sewing Machine Factory, and now it's a bookstore. Yeah. And on the second floor, there's a cafe and called Singer Cafe again yeah. because of Singer Factory that used mm-hmm. to be there. And it's just, it was cool. You're kind of above the hustle and bustle of Nevsky Prospect, and you've got a cool view of the cathedral across the street. And I think that was where I think we ate there, like towards the end of our trip. Yeah, we had like breakfast there, didn't yeah. we? Yeah. Again, good way to end the trip and um, just fun. Pretty safe um, food if you're, like, scared of Russian cuisine or you're not a fan of dill or you're, like, worried about <laughs> eating <laughs> scary things. Honestly, there wasn't too much... There, were, there weren't too many, thing, like, food things in Russia that scared me because it wasn't... It didn't feel that exotic. Yeah. I don't well, know how to explain it. You didn't try Kaladietz, though. <laughs> no, I did not. <laughs> That's the, like, the meat gelatin. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, I didn't try that. We played it safe. Yeah. <laughs> well, once again, it's time for Mike's recommended reading. <laughs> Mike's reading corner. <laughs> this feels like the Mike show today. I'm sorry if I'm but talking it's so much. <laughs> it's Russia, so it's supposed to be the Mike show. Yeah. And I, so I have read a lot of Russian history because I'm so interested in it. And so I kind of had a hard time narrowing down what I wanted to talk about, but I came up with a couple books that I think are really good for St. Petersburg specifically. The first one is called Sunlight at Midnight. And I was first introduced to this book. It's probably been like, um, I think I first saw it when I lived there, now mm. that I think of it. Um, but it is by W. Bruce Lincoln, again, Sunlight at Midnight. And it's basically just a history of this city, um, St. Petersburg and the rise of modern Russia. Uh, w. Bruce Lincoln was a, a history professor at uh, Northern Illinois, I believe, and it's basically a biography, but of a city instead of the person. Hmm. He just gives the whole history from uh, it, the city being founded by Peter the Great, um, talks a lot about the siege of Leningrad during World War II, which is another amazing story in and of itself. Um, I'm just really quick going to talk about Anna Reed's book, 900 Days in Leningrad. It's about the siege, but we're, we're not going to get into that. But yeah, Sunlight at Midnight. And why is it called Sunlight at Midnight? Good question. <laughs> we haven't talked about that. Great time to visit St. Petersburg is definitely in the summer. In June, um, the sun basically does not set, especially around um, the longest day of the year, because mm-hmm. it's so far north that... Um, the sun never quite fully goes down. Yeah. And yeah. I didn't realize how, I mean, until we went there, and I think until you told me, I didn't realize how far north it is. It's like, what did you say? It's the same latitude? It's on the same latitude as Anchorage, Alaska. Like, I had no idea. Mm-hmm. It's, it's up there. It's way the heck north. Yeah, it's very far north. And um, one of the iconic things to see if you're in uh, 
St. Petersburg during the White Nights, that's what they're called, White Nights, is uh, seeing the drawbridges up uh, in the middle of the night when the sun is basically still shining at like two in the morning. Um, I remember, because when I was living in St. Petersburg, I, I was living on a very strict schedule. <laughs> I had to go to bed by 10.30 every day and had to be up by 6.30 every morning. And during the summer, I basically never saw it dark because the sun was up when I went to bed and it was up when I got up in the morning. It's crazy. But yeah, sunlight at midnight. That's a great one. Uh, the other one I wanted to recommend is Nicholas and Alexandra by Robert K. Massey. Uh, this guy, really interesting writer. He won a Pulitzer Prize for his biography of Peter the Great, which is on my list. I haven't read yet. But uh, Nicholas and Alexandra, it's about Anastasia's parents. <laughs> and it's the history of, the, it's basically the, the real story of the movie Anastasia. <laughs> I should read this book. <laughs> yeah, it's. Um, they, they Although based, it doesn't have as happy of an ending. No, it doesn't. They, they based a movie off of it in the 70s, or possibly the 80s, but it was a bestseller in its heyday. Um, the interesting thing about it is that he really started writing this book because um, his son uh, has uh, hemophilia, and he was researching the disease and learned about uh, Nicholas and Alexandra's son, who uh, the the was uh, Anastasia's uh, little brother who was going to be the czar one day if he hadn't been killed. <laughs> mm. um, he had hemophilia also. And he became so interested in their story that he ended up writing an entire book about it. Um, very engaging reading that kind of takes you through uh, the Russian Revolution. You learn about Rasputin. <gasps> it's a very, very interesting book. On the subject of Rasputin, you should go to the Rasputin house. Oh, it's so creepy. Yeah. That whole story, if you don't know the whole mm -hmm. true story, I mean, the movie version is creepy, but the the real true story of Rasputin, it is like, he was, he a was sketchy, a bad dude. scary man. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, anyway, that's yeah. Mike's reading corner. Yay! Yay. <laughs> so now we're going to move on to the interview portion of our show. I had the chance to talk to my friend, Sean Jacobs from 22 Footprints. That's the name of her cute blog. Um, she and her husband lived in St. Petersburg for a summer with their daughter. And um, here's what she had to say. My name is Sean Jacobs. Uh, my family and I travel the world for kicks and giggles, really. Um, for about three months, a couple years ago, we moved to Russia and we love telling everybody about it. Because we think everybody, honestly, we really think everyone needs to go visit Russia at some point in our lives. So yeah. we love to talk about it and help people feel less scared of it. Because a lot of people <laughs> are like, oh, Russia. Or like, yeah, Russia. It's yeah. great. Yeah. So I'm so, excited to talk about it. Yeah. Thank you. And thank you for being willing to talk about it. I want to jump right into that. Um, that that's one thing that we hear from a lot of our friends too. Like Russia's not on my bucket list because it kind of scares me and it know, it seems like true. a crazy place. So in your experience, like should people be scared? And if they should or shouldn't, just kind of explain your your thoughts there. Yeah, you're totally good. And I, I see where a lot of fear comes from because all the bad guys in our movies have <laughs> Russian accents. Like I think it's kind of ingrained in us that Russia's scary. Yeah. Um, <laughs> It's, you know, it's come out of the Soviet Union and it's, they're having scary things that have happened there for sure. So mm -hmm. there's, that's a validated fear, I guess. But um, it is also a very amazing, beautiful place with a lot of very normal people. And mm -hmm. so 
Um, and I, I think when people go out and travel, then they realize that it's, they're okay, that they're there. Mm-hmm. Um, when we first went out, we announced that we were going and we had so many people ask us, are you taking your baby with you? And we're like, yes, like we're not going to just leave her in America. Where would we put her? Um, but there's that fear of like, is it safe? Um, and my, my advice to that is keep a healthy fear that keeps you safe no matter where you go in the world. Um, but once you're there, like you'll be fine. It's, it's different, but you'll be fine. That's awesome. Do you, um, do you have any recommendations for like where people who are going to St. Petersburg, like where they should stay or are there places Mm -hmm. that they should definitely avoid? (laughs) There you go. Yeah. There are so many options. Um, for us, we chose Airbnb. If Mm -hmm. I'm allowed to mention company names. Um, (laughs) that was the easiest and safest one because they were, they took care of the money system. That's the biggest one. Mm -hmm. You can go online. There are lots of Russian hosts who want to open their apartments to travelers. Mm -hmm. Um, it's just hard to know if it's legitimate or not. And even my husband, he's fluent in Russian speaking and he could have all the conversations, get all of that worked out, but we still didn't feel quite as secure as Airbnb. Got so that's it. the option we did. And that's awesome because you can live right in the Russian apartment and really soak in the culture. Yeah. Um, you could do a hotel, but those are crazy expensive. So <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah, that's perfect. Um, one other question that people will ask us a lot. Well, yeah, we'll start with the first question. There's a few questions people ask, but... Um, a lot of Baltic cruises, I know, stop in St. Petersburg, and they'll usually have like one or two days in St. Petersburg. If you had to, if somebody came to you and said, okay, we've got two days in St. Petersburg, what should we do while we're there? Um, I know that's like, that's always such a tough question for us to answer, yeah. but do you have any advice or suggestions? Yeah. Well, I guess you just ask them back, like, do you want to do touristy things <laughs> or do you want to like live the life, you know, yeah. like more of a cultural experience? Mm-hmm. And we have, I have ideas for both I guess um, from our experience perfect um so as far as touristy things go um there are a lot of palaces and parks and bridges and rivers those are all really cool to see and a cool little historical fact about them is that a lot of workers when they're working and painting these um palaces end up with mercury poisoning and which is awful right and a lot of them are really sick and died um and I just think back in that time, like, I wonder if they just felt like they're being punished by God or something when they're building like these palaces and cathedrals and they're dying. And I'm like, yeah. oh, they just didn't know that the paint they're using had <laughs> lead in them and they were, it was just, it was bad, right? Right, yeah. Um, but those are still there. The color is still there and it's, um, they're beautiful to look at. Um, <laughs> summer, free summer, not, you just kind of check out which one is in your budget, but mm-hmm. touristy things. Um, if you want to go for like, more cultural experience that's what we're trying to do we were there for um a summer we wanted to like live like the russian people yeah <laughs> um so what we did is we we shopped in the markets we went to the rinics which are like bazaars where um people have their uh like stands it's kind of like a farmer's market but it's for everything if mm-hmm. i had it if i didn't have any pens in our apartment i'd have to go to the rinic to go buy pens they don't have them oh, just okay. in the store you know like you can't go to walmart or anything mm-hmm. so you go to you go barter for some pens <laughs> But that was a cool feeling. Um, sometimes hard because I didn't speak very good Russian, and sometimes people figured I was a tourist or yeah. um, not native. Right. Um, you can, but sorry, sorry, going back to non-touristy things, you can duck into any little basement shop you see. They look kind of sketchy, and some of them are. So you kind of gotta like peek in first and be like, mm-hmm. okay, is this safe? <laughs> you can go in. There's like thrift stores, just like purse stores. You know, there's just a lot of very normal 
shopping areas. They just, mm-hmm. since it's built differently, sometimes it doesn't look as safe. Yeah. Um, let's see. Okay. And, and if you can go to the metro stations, those are really incredible. You yeah. go so deep underground um, that you can't see the top or the bottom of where the escalator ends. It just keeps going. And that's kind of terrifying, actually, <laughs> as you go sink, you know, sink deeper into the ground. Um, but the, the trains go so, so fast, and there's people just rushing around, and mm-hmm. each metro station is its own like, design. It's really neat. Yeah. So those are my favorite things to do. If you go back to rushes, go through all that again. That's awesome. Let's see. Next question. Favorite thing to eat or things to eat when you were in Russia? Because Russian food is like so foreign to me. I had no idea what to expect when we went over there. Um, Borscht, the traditional like red beet Mm -hmm. soup. Super yummy. I don't know if you had that there, but poppy seed bread. It's like a loaf of sweet bread, but with like stuff with poppy seed filling. Oh my gosh. That makes me want to die. It's so good. That sounds really good. Oh, I've I've missed it. (laughs) That's the thing I probably miss the most. I love poppy yeah, seed bread. That that does sound really good. I did notice when we were there, there are a lot of um, pastries and like kind of heavy. I mean, it's I, I assume it's because it's cold and they feel like they need some heavy food to keep them warm. <laughs> I don't, maybe that's just me, yeah. but like good, d- really dense pastries that are probably yes. not like very healthy, but taste really good. No, I feel like we didn't eat like... It's a lot of like bread and yeah. cream and stuff, which is just so delicious anyway <laughs> that you feel great with yeah. it. But yeah, it, the food's kind of bland. Mm-hmm. My husband would say it's less flavorful, but I'm like, no, yeah. it's totally bland. Potatoes yeah. and cabbage is in every single <laughs> meal. Um, but it's they, yeah, you'll yeah. be fine though. The food's yeah, still good. It's true, and I, I mean, I'm so I'm kind of not adventurous when it comes to food. So like, I would I would almost rather have bland than spices that are gonna kick me in the butt. And yes. so I feel good in Russia. I was yes. I was pretty daring. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love you're like, I'm yeah. daring. No, but really though, I'm scared to go to Mexico <laughs> because it's spicy yep. and like, yep. ooh. My husband has a story that he went to Subway and he you know, he's getting a sandwich there or Subway is how they <laughs> said it. And they said and he said, I don't jalapenos on it. They're like, oh, it's spicy. He's like, Yeah, it's fine. And they're like, No, it's it's hot. He's like Trust me on this. I do want my jalapenos. Just because spiciness is, is just such a not part of their um, regular eating. And yeah. so it, it is really spicy and you don't ever eat right. it, right? So, That's yeah. so interesting. That's really funny too. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Okay. Um, and then let's see. Um, so you when you were there, you had your daughter. Is that right? Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Um, so – Russia with kids, like with your daughter, did you, um, like, did you feel like it was hard to get around with having, when we went, we didn't, I mean, we don't have kids. And so it was easy. Mm -hmm. It's just the two of us. Um, but did you feel like it was safe for her? Did you, um, were there like things that she was willing to eat? Yeah. That kind of stuff. Sounds good. Um, backstory on that so she was I think she was eight months old when we first got there so she was still a baby learning to eat normal foods okay um and that's that's the biggest questions people are like how was bringing a baby like how do you travel with a baby um I don't I don't know but it almost seems like there's this mindset that once you have little kids you can't go anywhere ever <laughs> um that I don't know I guess we just don't believe that because we go with our kids everywhere all the time um if it's hard to travel I mean life with kids is just hard in general so you might as well go have fun doing it I guess (laughs) yeah um 
Oh no, she was she's a good. We just stuck her in her. We had like a like a travel st- a stroller, and went you know stuck her in that, and we got on the buses or the. Let's see, I want to make sure I stay right. Rashurutkas, like the oh, uh-huh. I don't know vans. Those are cool. We yeah. got right on, and we didn't have a car seat for. Her. Now I'm thinking back, I'm like oh maybe that wasn't very safe. <laughs> we just stuck her <laughs> in our laps, and that was but that was normal way of traveling. Like nobody mm-hmm. cared. Yeah. Um, but it was good if it um. As far as like safety for kids, something that really stuck out to me when we were there is that the babies we saw, and this, we got there in June, and they still had their babies in their winter outfit. Well, I should say, not their winter outfits, but like their summer clothing, which is still like a winter outfit in America. Yeah. They're in these pillow suits that you couldn't see their toes or the hands. They looked like little astronauts. The only <laughs> thing you see was like their face peeking out from like this thing. Because they are so protective over their babies. Russia oh. is the motherland. Like they nurture and they like they take care of their babies, right? Uh-huh. We got a lot of judgment. We never put pants on our kids. Like I guess we're kind of hippies <laughs> that way. But we got some dirty looks and not nice comments being like, do you love your child? You're a horrible <laughs> parent. And just like, oh, I mean, it's 70 degrees out here. Like I think we're okay. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, to each her own, I guess. But yeah. So as far as that, like, I feel like other parents were probably a better parent than our Karakin than we were. I don't know, because they were looking out for, um, so I, but there's, I mean, there's obvious when you're traveling, um, as far as safety goes, you know, keep off the busy roads when you can. They're yeah. two lane roads, but three cars fit and they shouldn't be, but that's what they do. <laughs> um, be wary of drunks. Um, if you have little kids, it is, I'm. Like I can almost guarantee they're going to have a little lady, a little babushka come up with treats in her pocket <laughs> and give them to your kids. That happened all the time to us. Oh, that's they love, awesome. They, like they love the little kids, you know, <laughs> so I think, I think they'll be good. Yeah. That's great. That's really cute too. I can just yeah. picture like, I feel like, cause we went in the springtime and um, yeah, everybody's still got their winter coats on and yeah. everyone, everyone over the age, ev- all the women over the age of like 12 had a scarf on their head. That's uh-huh. just, that's what you do. And that's if what you, you do. didn't have that, you looked like a tourist and I was okay with that, but <laughs> it's it just, just, you gotta keep warm. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's how, they're the only people that can probably survive an actual harsh winter, right? Like they know right. how to do it. Right. That's just ninnies i guess yeah <laughs> oh it's so true oh i'm just thinking of all the little ladies like they're all like these bigger ladies they're big coats on they got these mm-hmm. giant bags and they come and like slip you some chocolate <laughs> just like thanks <laughs> Spasiba. like oh, yeah they're like, the best i don't know you you're a stranger but thank you for i know looking out for and, me and my child i know i know and you eat the candy she's like there's no way this is bad <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh they're so cute that's awesome very I cool um, okay, what, and you kind of touched on this a little bit already, but are there any other like hidden gems that you guys came across when you were in St. Petersburg? I know you mentioned the yeah. kind of the underground, um, like shopping areas and things like that, but is there anything else that you can think of? Yeah. Um, so one of the things I don't, some people find this totally weird and I don't blame them, but <laughs> graveyards are really beautiful. <laughs> Um, and I laugh because people are like, ooh, hanging out in the cemetery, how fun. But they're different in Russia. They they are um, – one of the things I noticed that each little grave site, I guess, has their own little fence and a bench. And the idea is that you come and visit your family, right? So it has a very, like, reverent, peaceful feeling. And so if you're there on a Sunday, don't have anything to do, like, finding a cemetery is really cool. I don't know. We, that was something we were, like, doing. And we're not that morbid of people, so it was great. <laughs> Um, so uh, cemeteries, there are World War II monuments like all over the place. Mm-hmm. And those are really, really neat. Um, one of our favorite ones, they had, um, 
it was right at a site of where um, Russia, I think it was against Germany, and it was before they froze them out, I guess, and it was just this hill, and the, there's the bunker that was built, built into the hill, right? Mm-hmm. So it was kind of like their hiding place. Um, that was open, and nothing didn't charge us or anything. We could just go walk around, look, and go inside the bunker and just be like, oh, wow, real men were here, That's you know, and this cool. was so cool. Those are all over, and you just really – not that I – I don't know. I felt a more love and appreciation for Russia and just kind of feel – you feel that when you're in other countries and you start seeing their story from their point of view, right? Yeah. Yeah, because these are, I mean, world wars are, you know, obviously affect a lot of different countries, but it's interesting to see it from from the perspective of another country. That's really Mm -hmm. cool. And yeah, I mean, you'll say the the politics you're on, you just know that they're probably some 19-year-old kid just trying to do his best, right? Yeah, yeah. Those are really cool. Um, Another one, maybe like a little less sad, I guess, but Catherine's Palace is down the Pushkin area. It's probably Mm -hmm. about an hour away on the metro and a bus ride, I think, to Mm -hmm. get there. Um, one side you can pay for, there's like a fee to go and look at the gardens, get right up near the palace. But the other side of it is free. They just have the open gates. And oh. if you like the free life, like we do, yeah. you can go in there and it's, I mean, it's huge and massive acres and acres of land to look through and trees. And there, those are, they also have some like ruins on that side. Those parts are fenced off, but you still see people sneaking in to go like, look at it, I guess, but <laughs> really cool stuff there. Um, and you see, you I mean, the palace is right there. You can look right at yeah. this and that's. That's just almost like an outworld experience for me, I guess, being like, oh, princesses are real. Yeah. Like, that's really cool to me. Um, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. That's really cool. Yep. Though, so those and um, any bartering place you can go to, that is just the Russian experience where you go and barter for stuff. So yeah. <laughs> those are pretty neat. That's very yeah. cool. Awesome. Okay. Um, last question, um, because this is also something – that when we travel or after we get back, people will say like, it's so expensive to travel, but mm-hmm. I mean, it can be expensive, but there's, yeah. there's ways of getting around it. I know when we went to St. Petersburg, um, the ruble is like so dirt cheap. It was mm-hmm. like unreal how inexpensive yeah. it was there. That means- feel bad for the culture. It's like, Oh, <laughs> yeah. kind of feel bad. Like not even paying you more. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, but that being said, and you touched on this a little bit with the Catherine palace, are there, deals or tricks to finding discounts um even as a tourist like even with some of the really touristy stuff yeah totally um the biggest thing i could say is if you live the culture you're going to save a lot of money not beyond hotels and restaurants but if you like try and get in there mm-hmm. and it's scary if you don't know how to make any russian food you're like that's way too hard but you'll find your familiar brands like we found activia yogurt and i got that every single week when i was there it says so good. It tastes way better there too for some reason. Um, when you go shopping, cool fun trick there is you don't um, – so if you go to like Walmart here and you can take how many bananas you want, right? You don't have to take so many bananas. You can break off what you need. It's like that in Russia but with like all of their food. So when I'd buy packs of yogurt, they'd come in six packs. But I'd break off and just take two and that was fine. I would just oh. buy what I needed, right? And that's – was helpful for our budget was a little bit tighter that one week I'm like okay I'm not gonna buy three activity yogurts mm-hmm. and that was a big deal saver just shopping locally and if you um oh I wanted to say this earlier if you're religious at all and if you can find your own church while you're there that's a really cool experience finding your own beliefs being mm-hmm. lived by different people like that was a really neat experience for us to go to church every Sunday and yeah totally different world but um, same beliefs and then those people they can help you they sh- they show you like oh you're visiting well you've got to see this and they know way more 
yeah. about places to see or even um one cute girl invited us over and she made us this awesome Russian dinner and then um told me how to make it later when I asked yeah. her I'm like oh how do you make this amazing thing so <laughs> that's awesome that is yeah that's really go smart. make friends yeah, yeah. go make friends <laughs> church is a good place to do it or wherever your hangout places are if you find them in Russia then you'll have you'll make friends and they'll they'll love to help you out that's awesome very cool. Well, is there anything else um, before we wrap up? Is there anything else you want to add or any other last minute um, tips or advice that you have? Yeah, I just had two sentences for you. And uh, yeah. one of them is don't feel bad if you smile and wave and people kind of look at you weird and don't smile and wave <laughs> back. It is their culture to be private and keep to yourself. I think that was a safety um, thing for them. That's how you kind of kept yourself safe in the Soviet times and it's just kind of now part of the culture that mm -hmm. you just don't bother people and that's actually kind of nice I yeah. kind of like that people didn't like look at me I don't know um <laughs> and the other was is eat as many super sneaker bars as you can they they have Snickers bars okay but they're so much better and they're big and they're so good they're called super sneakers so if you go <laughs> eat those and poppy seed bread in like in my name and All right. Sing. Oh, so good. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Sean. This has been awesome. And I love, I love your willingness to talk about Russia and love getting your insights on everything. This has been great. Oh yeah. Thanks for letting me share that. We, we love traveling and we are such big believers in soaking in other cultures. And so it's so exciting to share tips that people feel more comfortable in doing that. Awesome. It's a neat experience. All right. Thank you, Sean. I'm really sad that I missed that interview, but our listeners probably are not because <laughs> this has been the Mike show. So glad you got a break from me for, for a few minutes. We love the Mike show and we love Russia. <laughs> we do. And we love that Mike loves Russia. Yeah. <laughs> Last thing I'm going to say, totally worth going. If you get the chance, definitely do it. Yep. Well, that does it for this episode of Let's Go Lundberg. So we want to, of course, thank Sean for her uh, agreeing to uh, be interviewed and talk about her experiences in St. Petersburg. We want to uh, remind everyone again of the giveaway. It's the last uh, week to enter it. Uh, you have until um, Saturday, I believe, to yep. uh, enter. So please, please take the last chance if you haven't yet and go ahead and enter. Uh, also want to make everyone aware of our phone number which is 641-715-3900. Uh, or you can email us at info at letsgolundbergs.com. Yep. If you have any questions or suggestions for new cities we should focus on, or um, if you want to be interviewed on our show, give us a call, send us an email, reach out, however however you want. Yeah, hit us <laughs> up. We'd love to hear from you. Yep. And thanks to all of you who have listened um, listened in so far. We really, we love this and we love talking and we're glad that um, people are listening and people are on this journey with us. It's yep. been fun. Yep. Thanks for listening, everyone. Let's go Lundbergs. Woohoo!